Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Smashbox TV's podcast, 399's After Show. I said I wanted to go down a small rabbit hole regarding media and throw in their competitive advantage. Ooh. As far as along the lines of what I was talking to you about post-production stuff. Okay, yeah, bling, bringing your own Bluetooth speaker and then controlling the music that's played <laughs> during your round. Yes, yes. Being the you have that advantage. The, yeah, you're you're that guy. Do you have a media advantage if you <laughs> if you bring the speaker? Because <laughs> uh, everybody loves that guy, the guy who walks around the course with the speaker with blaring music. Mm-hmm. The, oh yeah, you know, because everyone agrees on what the best music is to play in that mm-hmm. speaker. Um, the only thing that'd make it better yeah. instead of music is. What, uh, maybe what, uh, I was going to say what, re- uh, religion you listen to or something like that on there, oh, but I guess yeah, sure. Some sort a of little bit more divisive or maybe the, what I don't political know if that is channel. more divisive. Yeah. 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 I suppose maybe what political channel, yeah, but political channel that, that almost is a 50, 50 split yeah, or what is- a 40, 40, 20, maybe. Yeah. Music, of course, with all the variety. And then I think religion, those are, those are the two most diverse yet I, <laughs> divisive I subjects from the board. What is the worst thing you can play on the course out loud? 
just just oh, you, you just, just set yourself up for a smashbox tv podcast <laughs> yeah you're right i did set that up okay other than smashbox because we'll get you a through. soloed out johnny v voice uh, we'll, from the because i'll tell you what one smashbox podcast gets you through a whole wr jackson round let me just oh, say that's that. true um but anyway other than smashbox what is the worst <laughs> thing you can uh you, you can play on the course out loud no uh, we've heard in the past a lot of people have discussions about whether the lead card has competitive advantage because they start a little later there's a buffer for backups i've heard the opposite saying that maybe they're not at a competitive advantage because they have all the cameras in front of them what i'd love to know your quick take on that where where do you think do you think there's a competitive advantage to being on the lead card or do you think that it is negated based on the pressures that are put on? With yeah, all I of mean, the media? I I would certainly, and, and I, of course, this can vary from event to event. But overall, I feel like most of the, if you feel like you're recognizing or experiencing, realizing any competitive advantage, I could probably think of this two or three other things that, like you just said, could potentially negate that. Mm-hmm. Crowds and galleries being one of them. Yeah. Because like that, that will always, slow down. You're always waiting for them to get into position. You're certainly concerned about rustling around and or any noises that they could be making. You're talking about additional uh, cameras and or, or distractions. Look at Gavin on the very last hole of the major. You know, ask someone to turn off their flash. I'm guessing that was coming from like a personal cell phone or maybe somebody just had their their camera light on accidentally. Uh, I'm just saying those those likely those chances and likelihood are tenfold when you're on the lead card as opposed to the fourth card. Mm -hmm. And so for a lot of those reasons, um, I I just think the general distractions are 10 times greater for likelihood of happening. Now, do you get to a hole and there may not be a group there and therefore you the hole is clear and there and you get to go ahead and play it and there's not as much of a hold up yeah that certainly can happen and could be considered an advantage for some as well so uh, yeah i mean in a these lot- are somewhat subjective it's hard to quantify exactly or qualify exactly what and the advantage or disadvantage might be i feel like they probably just about come out in the wash when it's all said and done Kind of agree with you there, honestly, because with a lot of the Elaine King talk and and calling uh, penalties from uh, video footage live specifically, um, people are saying, well, that puts the lead card at a disadvantage because there's so many eyes on them. And there's so many things. And I was thinking of other ways that they are advantaged. How many times have we seen the lead card get the advantage of a lost disc when you have not only the four players looking, but maybe two, dozens two, of gallery members, gallery members, maybe two media members, who, you know, post-production guys who are just like kicking leaves around looking for discs. Um, the advantage of knowing right, maybe where something went out of bounds. Cause like you said, you, you, you would maybe do it yourself. Oh yeah. You know, I was here as the catch cam. It, it went out right here, which could be in all fairness though, that could be a distinct disadvantage. That could be depending because on, we've it, seen it, a lot of players take pretty good lies <laughs> based on things that we know they never made it over that water. Uh, yeah. But they'll take it on the other side. Yeah, there's there's a number of times where you see <laughs> the group make a call and they're like, "Yep, this is where we went out of so bounds." And that that kind of otherwise, but that kind of brings me to the question, you know, about whether or not the commentator should be involved 
Should the cameraman ever be involved? Should a cameraman sit and help look for a disc ever? Even if they know that a disc literally got wedged into the V of a tree is hiding there under some leaves. Should he point that out ever? Or if, and if you've got, let's not even Do say I the like lead the card. person. Yeah. Let's not even say it's leaker. Let's say it's second card. There's no gallery. It's just the cameraman. Uh, and, and maybe a few people. And he's the only one that saw it stick there. Should he ever say anything or where is the line between media and disc golf going to going to break? <laughs> I, I, again, we don't have answers for it. A lot of people say that you should be un. Uh, You're un, not part of the story. You're unbiased, not part of the course. Yeah, whatever. But we all know, you know that. Guess what? After you know, before the first round, we know that the gatekeeper guys are hanging out with Ricky or or Kevin Jones, filming all this stuff. They're buddy buddy. You know, to say that, oh, yeah, your disc, the disc landed right over there. Oh, yeah, thanks. I, I don't I don't know. Again, this is another thing I don't have an answer to. I'm just curious as to what the right uh, if there is even a right answer or things like that. No, because I feel like it's very similar to the conversation we just had mm-hmm. in the sense that. Uh, there's there just truly is no right answer a lot of people would say yeah it's just obvious common sense you saw where a disc uh you know landed in a tree or went in a hole or whatever you should clearly just tell them that's that's just i don't know part of being nice and 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 or being helpful and and do you really want to see someone stroked for uh you know going under a set of leaves and it in the disc being lost and then again the very opposite side of the argument is yeah you're you should act like a tree and just stand there (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say and leave Uh, no but you should just act like a tree and and have no input i understand arguments for both sides as well just like you're saying it, it it's just going to come down to a an individual until something's I'll say mandated. I think you're going to see com, you know a varying difference from time to 100%. time. Hundred percent. Now, what I find funny is, and I say this all the time because I sometimes work a camera and then go edit. I know every time someone's going over thirty seconds. Like, because you see the time because clock, you literally time see the timer camera. roll or in in a lot of my cases i don't see the timer roll because i know someone takes a long time so i wait to even hit the timer because i don't want to bother wasting <laughs> the recording time you know and so oh, naturally of course and and just to be very clear no matter what as much as i hate time violators uh or time violations I'm never going up to someone on the card and saying, hey, I just recorded the last six putts from this person. Mm-hmm. All six of them were outside of 44 seconds. They were 44 seconds or longer. You should do something. I, no. I'm never going to say that. I may be thinking it in my head or be annoyed or frustrated. <laughs> and you might I'm cheer never... if somebody else does it. Somebody else calls <laughs> sure, them <on> it. <laughs> but I'm not. I am not uh, involving myself in that way. So uh, real quick, we got a couple more super chat shout outs. Uh, Steuben. He says, I'm past due to donate. And also, CCDG, Central Coast Disc Golf. Uh, I believe that's, uh, in fact, Ian all logged Ian. in here and getting at it. We appreciate you, buddy. Thank you so much. Oh, oh wow. We got some sweet spam coming out yep. on the channel. I'll, I'll get you, Ian, next time you're in town, I'll get you a drink. Ho- we're hopefully going to get a round in next time. I don't know when oh, he comes in. Nice. A couple, couple, couple weeks. Golf and- that's what we do, you know. Ian's got all the time in the world just sitting there being commentator. <laughs> Sounds like uh, it. All right. 
<laughs> uh, love you, buddy. Um, yeah, I had some porn bots uh, jump on my live stream, Ooh. which I feel like that's when you know you've made it, right? Is like you somebody cares enough about your live stream that mm-hmm. some some bots are in there trying to shake things up. You have to wonder, and and it's I know got, it's, it's a numbers game, but yeah, what is the true effectiveness of that? Like, how often does that turn into any form of payoff for those bots? I mean, if you think about advertising and, and mail out flyers. I, I Yeah, like, you're like, just good with the point zero 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 one acceptance rate, and that makes it good enough, I, I, I guess. I, I guess, yeah. Just like uh, when, you, when you send out a, a mass email, usually they say like a 10% open rate is pretty good. And that's an open mm-hmm. rate, and that's yeah. not even a click-through rate yeah, necessarily. Exactly. Um, so I... I, I don't know, man. <laughs> it's all a bots and numbers game. Mm-hmm. I'm not all about that. <laughs> Woo. All right. Uh, Country Disc Golf, who's out there? Good to hear from you, buddy. Says, one of the things I found interesting about post-production was learning the body language of players and being able to cut to a certain spot because you know right before <laughs> they throw. Yeah, you certainly pick up on players' tendencies and then um, you know can, can sometimes react accordingly. I totally agree with you on that. Yeah, this year or this weekend, we learned, you know, at least in the, in the booth, one of the things you'll notice... And I'm going to give away some industry secrets here. When Chris Dick, right before Chris Dickerson throws on the tee, we almost always show another shot from another car because we know that Chris Dickerson takes 25 seconds or 20 seconds from the time he walks up to the front, does a couple pumps, walks back, throws. I, I don't consider Chris Dickerson a slow player. I think he keeps it within his 30 seconds every time, but we know that we can fit in at least one shot before that. Same thing with James Conrad. We know the same thing about James Conrad. We learned uh, the same thing about uh, Babcock this weekend too, (laughs) where he gets up to the front of the tee and he, he does, you know, a pump fake. He takes a step back and a pump fake takes a step back pump fake until he gets to the back of the box. Thank God our boxes are only (laughs) like eight feet long and then lines it up and throws. So we knew that we can cut. We found out by like the second hole or third hole that we're going to, if when we can throw another shot that we either have stored up or go to live if we can to another throw before that person throws off the tee, as opposed to having to having to sit and watch all four tees continuously, which takes what I think you told me on average, two minutes and 30 seconds or something, two minutes and 45 seconds mm-hmm. for all four players to usually tee on a, uh, a tee box we can interject those. So it's really fun learning new players tendencies uh, and being able to roll those right into uh, to coverage. And, you know, it becomes a pretty well-oiled machine. All right. Let's see if there's anything else coming in. Lots of people uh, <laughs> discussing what they would be playing on there. Yeah. Uh, I've seen country music. I've seen NWA uh, going back up. Imagine Dragon, Celine Dion, Mantronics, Need to Groove, Need to Needle. the Groove, Needle to the Groove. Thank you. Uh, wow. We want the funk. Lots of funk. Yeah. You guys are bringing the funk. Bring bring the funk. What about the, the uh, we're going to date ourselves, the Saturday Night Live skit with the two guys in the club. Uh, <laughs> God, what song was that? The Roxbury. Or, yeah, uh, Night at the Roxbury guys. Yeah. Just have that on repeat. Mm. I don't know. 
I think any song you put on repeat will at some point just frustrate people. Um, but anyway. all right. Uh, I believe I saw in the notes early, a little a tier action. That's right. Brian Schweber picked up, I believe Schweberger, sorry, Schwebby picked up another win this past weekend. Does that sound right to you, Johnny? Well, I know it sounds right before we even look. Uh, it does sound right, and I'm guessing that probably happened. It's not really fair that he's allowed to play events when Elaine can't because she's commentating. <laughs> it really wrecks the race that they had. I think I think Schwebby passed her by, actually, quite a while ago. Uh, well, he took down the Good Friday fling, too. Was that on Good Friday? Uh, no, I think it was just a good day for him. <laughs> Uh, he took that down, technically picking up another win. That looks like it was, I'm just going to assume, with the $56 payout uh, that that was uh, solo a solo win. Yeah. A, or one, uh, one other competitor, probably. N- well, no, th- that it was a flex start, but it wasn't. Holy cow. It was not a flex start, so I apologize. But he did pick up the victory by a cool dozen strokes. And um, yeah. And in the meantime, shot what they're deeming as 982 and 981 golf. But yeah, shot a 48, or I'm sorry, a 55 and a 48. So Schwebby picked up a win. Was that the only win he picked up this weekend? Captain Moistbeard says, thank you. Uh, baby, don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. No mo. Oh, yeah, baby, don't <laughs> hurt me. No mo. Oh, there he is. Schwebby's out on the board. Uh, Daniel says, Terry, I like the hair going with the Andrew Dice clay. Like, man, I didn't expect my hair to get so much conversation tonight, but it's just got like a front curl to it. Uh, Yeah. Up at the top. It's all over. Yeah. 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 So it's it's definitely, I'm always, I I just can't win. I got a very kind, kind compliment. I want to thank him. I was walking up the fairway of 18 at one point this weekend Ran into a group because I was trying to get back up to the trailer, but ran into a group, so I ended up walking along with them. Little did I know, Emerson Keith was in route to like a 10 under, and I'm watching him play his final <laughs> hole, but I didn't realize that, but it was great to be able to watch it. And uh, the interaction went something like, hey, has anyone told you you look good in those sunglasses or something like that, or you look good wearing sunglasses? I said, no, I don't think so, and I kind of chuckled. He said, well, you do. I said, appreciate that, Cole Rodolin. So he very kindly and graciously paying me a compliment. I think he just wants me to speak highly of him, and I will. <laughs> you can uh, you, <laughs> flattery will cheap, get you everywhere. Yeah, it's a cheap bribe, yes, flattery will get you everywhere. I appreciate that, Cole. We we actually did not talk about <laughs> you know, of all the talk about rules and such. We did not talk about the whole pine cone situation. Oh, geez. People clearing lies behind their uh, they're clearing the pathway behind their lie. We saw some interesting. Work around. I believe at one point we saw Casey White, maybe it was, lay down behind his lie and just claim that as, you know, supporting points and was able to clear out about five feet behind where his disc was. I don't know where I stand on this particular subject. <laughs> Neither do they. Neither do they, yeah. <laughs> what I do know is that they have 30 seconds from whatever they do. So if they're, if they're stuck behind a pile of sticks, you have 30 seconds to clear it out. It it feels kind of funny. I guess I understand the situation where you, you don't want to let people make a long run up. But on the other hand, it's not part of their lie or their, their footing, their stance, their stance, sorry, their stance, stance not their lie, the, their stance is the is specific the word. So I don't know. I'd have to look through the rules a little more. Do, do you have an idea or thought? Yeah, the this? Art, this and this, in all fairness, came up. 
as part of the discussion the weekend before at Throwdown the Mountain, mm-hmm. uh, when I was covering that event and the discussion, and I, I believe somebody else posted it and said that it's been uh, Andrew Presnell had made a post about it. Jordan Castro also made a reference to it within the last week or so, very publicly, yeah, making it making a reference to the conversation. Uh, Charlie Goodpasture is who brought it up at Throwdown the Mountain, and essentially, it, this is not a new rule. Excuse me, and I've gotten clarification. This is no. not a new rule. No, I know. It's just, just that newly it's, enforced, it's it feels being like. paid attention to in the sense that you are not allowed to, you're only allowed to clear things. I, I think the exact phrasing is uh, where a supporting point may be placed. That's, I think that, that's the official wording. That's where you I can hate only to quote clear things without is, quoting them. Is where it, that's, that's where you may remove or uh, get rid of uh, debris and whatnot. So that means if you lay down on your belly behind your disc, those are supporting points and you may clear out every, that means, yeah, a 12 foot section directly behind your lie where you're running up. Those are not no. supporting points. Those are part of run up points. And a supporting point is what's deemed as one when you're actually making the action of throwing. So, that's where it's come in, and yes, it's received a lot of conversation and criticism for and a reason just like this course where there may be sticks and stones and debris and other things that are directly in your run-up as you're trying to run up to them and then make your throw. And I think a very valid question that someone had asked earlier is, and you and I can relate better than some, you're playing at an event, I think namely of playing the crack plastic in, in Michigan, uh, any winter event, and you're on a fresh let's say foot of snow. It's not uncommon within your time frame for you to clear all of that snow that you're standing on. You may clear it depending on the shots that is required. Could be a putt or an approach or, or a run up or whatever. Is that snow considered debris and how far can you clear? I mean, I, I I really do, because there's times, if you have the time to do so, there's been times I've cleared a four-foot section. Yeah. If you're going to have a really difficult or long run-up on a hole that requires it, and you know somebody's all throwing their shot, and you have time to clear away some snow, and it's going to be, maybe it's six inches, maybe it's three inches, whatever, you clear that away, and you're throwing on the from the actual ground, one could argue, should that snow be allowed to be removed or not? I think those are all... Um, part of the questions as well. So not a new rule. There just seems to be a slightly stiffer application of it going on right now. Are we going to see it changed again? Are we going to see it further clarified? I think so. Probably. Just based on the way players are, 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 reacting, are reacting to it. To it and people are, I, I guess rightfully so, people are bringing up... Um, health concerns as far as oh you know well what if i step on a pine cone in my run-up you know is that is that illegal if i step on a pine cone as 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 i'm running at my lie because technically when i step on it am i clearing it off what's the difference between stepping on it during my run-up versus clearing it out beforehand i don't i don't know if there is a difference if you can get penalized for stepping literally for stepping on a pine cone or dragging your foot as you as you throw your back foot, I guess that would be considered a supporting point if it's your final step. But which if, is very much part of yeah. uh, a Paul Macbeth conversation I heard this week. Yeah, or, or as I'm if as I'm 
doing my run up if you know I drag my feet and I and I happen to kick pine cones out of the way. It just feels like a really rule that needs to be clarified. Because if, if again, if if I'm stuck underneath some underneath of a, a pine tree and there's a bunch of pine cones there, I might not clear them all all off. But if I step on them and they move, and I'm you know well, behind my thing, is is that well in that case that uh would be you know you i'd have to find the exact yeah, verbiage I, but you know making inadvertent correct that's not a um you know there but correct uh, it just makes more sense to be able to kind of clear that out and again you saw people circumventing the rule by you know laying down behind their tee to say okay well this is where my supporting points could be and then yeah. clearing that out now arguably if you want to if you want to make an argument there there is a pdga rule that says if you're purposefully circumventing rules you can be disqualified Mm -hmm. and that kind of goes back to the whole Kristen debate when robert leonard had said yeah dq was never an option and i kind of pressed him a little bit and i said well okay that i understand that's great he was never brought up with her i get that but what happens if a player just says nah i'm she's we're I'm, i'm i'm gonna stick with what we got here at what point you know, does the PDGA, is that a stroke violation? The, again, become a courtesy violation. A courtesy does, violation it become, uh, does it become you're now purposefully circumventing the rules and can lead to a disqualification? And, and, and he said, yeah, any of those are probably possible. There, there's, there was no definitive answer, but it could, you could qualify that as circumventing the rules. And then at that point, the TD could disqualify somebody. But yeah, so this whole lie rule is I think it's going to need to be clarified hopefully in this next off season because it's kind of getting a little ridiculous to watch players doing what they're doing. And and I, I think that uh, that's, that's what it is. I saw that you were uh, at an airport when the mask mandate dropped. Is that, is that- uh, kind of, but not really though. Uh, and what I'll quickly say on that is, and some of you followed my story and some of you care and don't. And again, let's be very clear. This is not a, a politically driven conversation on my part. No, um, It's a religious one. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, what had happened to is yes. What day is it? Yesterday I got on my plane. I had driven from Augusta over to Atlanta uh, to fly back out. I got on my plane, uh, went through the airport and here's another pro traveling tip for the world. Atlanta Airport, as some of you know, is one of the larger airports in the country. Give yourself plenty of time. Oh, my God. Because I, going to the rental car place. Oh, I got stuck on layovers twice. At, oh, no. Right? That I, one, I had that. to spend the night because our plane uh, was delayed. Yeah. that that I mean, that can happen anywhere, regardless of the size of the airport. Mm. But going to the rental car place, getting on a uh, a tram or whatever, to then take that two or three stops, to then get to the the main hub or terminal, getting yourself checked in, going through airport security, which can be quite uh, extensive there because of its sheer size, and then still getting on yet another tram to then probably going to your concourse. Mm-hmm. So my point is, give yourself plenty of, tra- of time when traveling through the Atlanta airport. Surprisingly, I was on time, actually a little bit early. So I get on my plane and pro move by me. I go all the way to the back because I know it's going to be relatively full. I'm a bigger guy. So the last places that are taken on a Southwest plane when full are going to be anywhere in the back, the back-ish middle seats, the least desirable, especially when there's a big guy back there. So when there's only about six or eight or ten seats 
that are going to be empty on the whole plane, the best likelihood of one of those is going to be back and near the middle. So I sit in the back in the aisle. Anyway, <laughs> I've thought about this. So I'm back there, one of the first, one of the early people on the plane, and the flight attendant is not wearing a mask. And at first, I don't think anything of it. Everybody else everywhere I've been is, and then she, I don't know if she tapped me or, or what, but she made some comment about the, the mask mandate. I'm like, no, I haven't paid any attention to the news or whatever. She's like, yeah, like three hours ago, a federal judge in Florida ruled it unconstitutional, therefore it's done. And I was like, let me tell you about this judge. I'm just kidding. I'm, not I'm like, I'm not going to get political. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I was just totally taken by her, whatever, and I'm and I'm seeing everyone continue cool. to board the plane. Everyone's wearing a mask, whatever. At this point, she's I'm not going to say she got aggressive with me, but she was very Im- passionate about telling me about this. And then to which I wonder, apply. I think I did reply. Does like the world know about this? Does Southwest? Does the well, FAA? She's very. She's quickly. like, well, he's the, he's the judge, yeah. and he supersedes the the CDC. To she. Uh, well, he said she she said he did. So is that oh. funny? Because is the judge female? I'm fairly certain. The judge okay, so even better because she was wrong on that. But anyway, she said that um, the judge supersedes the uh, is over the CDC ruled it unconstitutional. I was just like, again, that's all fine. It's just the way she was like aggressively telling me this. And then so I briefly took off my mask, told the whole story on my little Instagram. And she had also said, she's like, well, you can wear yours if you want to. I was like, thanks. Okay. I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. Thank you. And as I watched everyone else board the plane and then one of her coworkers got on the PA and said, blah, 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 gave the whole spiel about still wearing masks. And I know that was yesterday. Today was a different story. And and he gave the whole spiel about still wearing masks. She went on to literally be the only person out of 150 people on that plane to not wear a mask. That's so interesting. And something tells me that well, regardless of what, what did or didn't go down yesterday, and you could argue about that all day. Something tells me, though, that this woman in particular probably got in some kind of trouble because regardless of the the mandate and the whatever else, mm-hmm. I feel like. Southwest may still have a policy and she was just really largely taking some liberties upon herself because which is funny because the wanted to my understanding is the mask mandate was overturned okay fine that only applies to the airport not the planes Mm. each individual company is responsible for their for Their their, their own policy on the plane so in theory and now my understanding is that all of them basically said, cool, if the mask mandate's done, we're not going to enforce it on, at our at our place of business. But in theory, they could say, Southwest could say, cool, just because you don't have to wear it in the airport doesn't mean you don't have to wear it on our plane. Put it on. Now, there, no one is doing that. But that is maybe why everybody else was still doing it and you still heard the mask thing because I, that soon after, I don't know if Southwest had probably even made their decision or their announcement it was just noted that the actual airport once that decision came down the airports then were free of having to uh wear a mask so yeah you know that was just i just saw your 
uh, uh, Nasser is confirming. I just happen to see your Instagram post on that, and I got to chuck a lot of it because I know I've seen a couple other uh, videos of people that were on planes when it went down, and not, not the plane went down. The, <laughs> the they were on it when the, uh, the the ruling came down. So, well, a quick Google search today, which I did not do at the time yesterday, a quick. Google search from an article from today goes on and lists various airlines. So I'll, I'll list the only one that mattered to me at the po- at this point. And it said Southwest said employees and customers quote will be able to choose whether they would like to wear a mask on flights. End quote. Adding, we encourage individuals to make the best decision to support their personal well being. I find that funny. Like they can make the choice about whether to wear the mask or not. Okay, just tell me that the mask mandate isn't play isn't in place anymore. That's fine. You can't stop me from wearing a mask. That's like saying we uh, it's 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 your choice to wear a jacket. Yeah, cool. I'll wear a jacket if I want. You can't stop me if I want because I'm cold. If I want to wear a mask, if I want to wear a mask because I'm not feeling well or I'm or I'm I'm concerned about my well-being or something. However you want to look at it. I just find the the wording funny on that. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, At any rate, I wasn't again, just like tonight. I'm not trying to get political with it. It was just an interesting interaction, regardless of the politics, is that this one woman was was very, very impassioned uh, about um, her policy or about her personal, um, you know, stance on it, Mm -hmm. which is totally fine. I just thought of her own. Um, as an employee, she yeah, probably empl- didn't employment still have the right. status and whatnot. Um, yeah. So again, yeah, make the decisions that you guys want to make when given those choices. You want to wear them, great. If you don't, great. Like whatever the rules are, I I hope you abide by whatever rules are set forth in front of you. That that's what I can say to that. You might just like disc golf. You might not agree with the rule. Obey it, please. Yeah. Work that. on work on getting it changed some other way. Um, <laughs> Terry, you can go to sleep here for just the next five to ten seconds. Great. I'm going to talk to the the audience real quick. If you get the chance, go see the movie Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I don't have time for all that. Awesome. It is science fiction. Terry, you wouldn't like it. Don't uh, worry about it. Um, it's like a mixture between a little bit of The Matrix, a little bit of Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, a little bit of... Uh, uh, just science fiction kind of multiverse type stuff. Either way, it is it, it is very, very good. It's even got a little bit of heart at the end, I would say. Um, I don't think... You might like it a little bit, Terry, but it's not super science fiction, I'll say that. But ultimately, well worth it if you, if you enjoy anything. If any of those movies that I mentioned pique your interest at all, this movie is worth seeing. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Sounds like an easy, easy skip for this guy. Yeah, yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's I. I know what you. You know. I know what you like, Terry. <laughs> I, I know your preferences. That's why I told you just to take a sit. Any graphic nudity? Hmm. Let me think. Not on screen. I was. I didn't have pants on. Okay. So just viewership. Just viewership. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was, it was the theater and masks were optional. So I thought pants were optional. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. You could, you could go along with that. I could see you doing that. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, Ray says pass. All right. Uh, let's see if there's anything out on the board. Johnny's going to get our, our super chat or not our super chat giveaway. Our uh, Patreon, Patreon giveaway. giveaway. Uh, Central Coast. 
jumping in on the super chat. Appreciate it. it says a beer, a beer for each now. Later, gents. Catch you in a month. Yes. Thank you so much, Ian. Hope you're enjoying a little bit of your time here in uh, good old Wisconsin. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're not, I don't blame you. Uh, he he what... will, though. He will. He told me because some of the guys went out <laughs> golfing Monday morning, and I know Ian had to leave at like 5 a.m., but Ian didn't seem like he was down for golfing in like 20 degree, 25 degree weather. So he even said, he's like, next time I'm here, it should be warmer. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame him. Neither uh, do I. Just I Tulsa says uh, that they'd like to super chat more and says, what time does Terry's hair need to be available to fill in for the stray cats? Mm. Little Brian Seltzer. <laughs> Seltzer. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Brian. Seltzer? Yeah, Setzer. I can't want to say Seltzer. Yeah, Brian Setzer. Thank you. <laughs> I, um, it, it, I, it was in my head, and then it literally jumped out. I was like, "What? What am I talking about? Why am I still drunk?" All right. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I'm playing uh, Central Coast. Ian says I'm playing tomorrow. Yeah, probably Morley Field, where it's yeah. morally warmer, like by fifty degrees. So enjoy your time out there, Ian. Appreciate it. SSJ Char says, I haven't watched season two of Pickard because season one was so not enjoyable for me. Why does JVD always look like he is <laughs> reacting to Cake Farts video for the first time? I don't know what you mean. I don't know what that video is. <laughs> I, I think you should <laughs> look on your VPN. I don't think I should. Uh, look, question. Let me check your computer real quick, Terry. <laughs> um. Uh. Uh, I'm going to guess Yerky uh, asked question. Has there not been Smashbosh Patreon disc for a few years or have I just missed it for some reason? Uh, if you're a Patreon subscriber at the $3 or above level, you should be getting a Patreon disc. Uh, in fact, a little update to that. I have the newest Patreon discs, not only in my possession, but I have them in my car right now. So oh. I'm going to leave them. I'm going to leave them here with Johnny V, and he will get them signed. These are the 2021 discs. Yep. We always give them out at the end of the year, so hopefully you have your 2020. These will be the 2021. <laughs> Obviously, we had a little bit tougher time getting these <laughs> due to the mass demand on discs, so we're a little behind. But yeah, yeah. But uh, so if you and if you didn't, if you feel like you missed out on one where you should have, please send me a message. Uh, yes, we are shipping them all, even international. Uh, even if your contribution for the out the entire year wiped out the one shipping for the one disc, that's totally fine with us. Uh, in all seriousness, though, if you do not feel like you got one last year or any given year you were supposed to, please send me a message, uh, either Terry at ProDiscGolfer.com or uh, find me on Facebook, and I'll make sure. And if it's timely enough and you're getting another one, then we'd ship them both at once. But you should, if you're eligible and you didn't get one, we want to make sure that you do. Um, playing Nathan Lee. It's generally when I, I'm not sure. I don't know what that's in reference to. I'm, I'm going to skip that. It's a little bit loud, uh, long. I'm from Tulsa, Oklahoma, but married a chick from Kiwani, Illinois. Terry, I see you played attorney around there. Any thoughts about that disc golf scene? I have to remember which one. I played in a number of smaller events, largely in 2020 and 2021. So I don't. I'd have to look and see exactly which event that was. But wherever I go, I usually have a good time. Kiwani. Was that... Uh, Terry, you bring the good time. Sometimes. I'm trying to remember which event that was. 
I'd have to look it up, but I probably had a good time. And all my friends in Illinois, I enjoy going there to play some golf some time to times. Uh, I've been watching the heist video. Seriously, you want to co- uh, commit armed robberies, thinking the elderly are my best targets. Wow. Disc Blaster, you're not wrong, probably. Yeah. Uh, I had a... So I also started watching Severance. Uh, my wife and I are two episodes into that. <laughs> Carney says, let's talk about companies that have never supported Smashbox. That would be a funny conversation. No, um, speaking of elderly people. <laughs> today uh as i had gone to the grocery store and this kind of timed out because <laughs> hannah Macbeth and i had a conversation she's like what are you doing and i just got done with this interaction i i was sitting in the grocery store line waiting to check out and i there was an elderly woman that had a whole cart full of stuff and i heard her on the phone uh saying something along the lines of like well uber won't get me and and lift something around and this woman was like elderly and to me appeared to be somewhat fragile and she was saying something or other and I waited and I ended up checking out and I went, I got almost to my car and it just, it seriously was pulling on me. So I went back into the grocery store and there she was, she had gotten her stuff and her stuff was, was already bagged at this point. And she was standing looking at the like the cork board that every you know grocery store has, of course, you know, usually with somebody trying to sell animals and or their their Eat camper. a snake, yeah, or their camper, <laughs> right? And or an RV with a snake uh, in it, exactly. <laughs> and I said, "I'm sorry. Are are you okay? Do you do you need a ride somewhere?" And she was blocking everybody else from getting past her at that time. And so she moved and uh, she goes, oh, no, no, no. Thank you so much. My my girlfriend is coming to get me. And I said, okay, because I heard you say something about like Uber or Lyft. And she said, no, no, no. My girlfriend's now going to come get me. I'll be here for a little while and then she'll come get me. I said, okay, good. And I, I walked out. Uh, then I happened to get on the phone. I had a phone conversation briefly with Hannah. And I just said, I'm glad that I live in a section of the country and granted i understand that that could be weird literally everywhere but i'm glad i live in a area of the country where even just offering and having that conversation isn't awkward wildly uh outlandish and or awkward or now I, again anybody could take well, it as awkward and somebody Sonny, should have their me l- your uh your swing band <laughs> as well there with that hair <laughs> and i i get that uh Anyone even asked of that should probably be on some alert as well. I'm not suggesting otherwise. Um, of course, I was just trying to offer because I kept thinking if she's at this grocery store, which is not in my neighborhood, essentially, mm-hmm. like she probably didn't come from too far away. So wherever she needs a ride to, it's I mean, she's not going 29 miles away, you know, into downtown Milwaukee, probably at that point. <laughs> that would right? be so great. She gets in and you're like, oh, where where do you need? Uh, I need like fifth and veal or bleat. And you're like, son of a gun. <laughs> um again my my main point though is i'm just i I just know you go to plenty of other cities and or states and like that conversation is just is dare i say almost outlandish and i'm glad i happen to live in a a community and a um and even a state probably uh where that's that's not entirely crazy and if she still needed a ride and still declined i wouldn't i would accept that as well and that would be totally no old lady get in my car (laughs) 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 anyway so that that's uh how this afternoon you're old you might not make it till your girlfriend gets here get you better get in yeah so midwest nice that's what they call it 
Minnesota nice, Midwest, you know, that's all right. Um time for me to win. Let's go, Dan Harbeck says. All righty then. Guys and gals, I don't wanna, you know. Uh we have a patreon.com giveaway. That's right. Patreon.com slash smashbox TV for as little as a dollar a month. You can support uh, smashbox TV. And you know what? If you don't like us, give us $3 to go away. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. And then just sign off forever. That's right. Just sign up for three bucks and then <laughs> let it run monthly and be like, that's my reminder of how much just, I dislike, I those, dislike guys. those guys. You know, if you like the stuff that we did tonight with the interview with Elaine, you know, obviously that's the type of stuff we do so anyway if you give us more we give you more too just saying you can look mm. at you can look at the like the like the discs terry's gonna drop off yep we have 184 people eligible for our patreon.com giveaway terry miller you know we always like to pick a number what is it gonna be tonight Ooh, and there's so many numbers running around in my head right now one old lady that you missed kidnapping <laughs> <laughs> uh i think of the 15 year anniversary of the international disc golf center i think of our first major out of the year out of out of four <sighs> you know what it was uh Oh, no, that's that's not going to work. I, I'm thinking of a lot of numbers. We're just going to pick the second number. It was the Chris second number. Dickerson's second major win. So let's pick the second number. All right. Our second number. And these are sorted by email address tonight. So our first number is 100. Terry, higher or lower? Higher than lower than 100? Higher. Higher than 100. The second number is 24. You're way wrong, Terry Miller. 24. What's- Let me pull up the... 24 scrolling up scrolling up 24 is bryant chamberlain congratulations bryant chamberlain wow i'm not going to call it his email address but an aim.com is that is that like old aol instant messenger i'm assuming it is wow welcome to 2003 Two. <laughs> wow, that is incredible. Longtime supporter. And is that international, in fact? Uh, if you scroll over, it seems yep, as... Yep, that looks international to me. Oh, no. No, it's the U.S. Never mind. It's uh, New Hampshire, which is virtually international. <laughs> <laughs> it might as well be to us. Yeah, gosh. So congratulations, Bryant. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll get you your Smashbox Patreon giveaway disc. Right out, of, right out of Terry's back pocket. Yes. Um, uh, you're not getting one of these because it cost me too much, but uh, I did pick up some exclusive Paige Pierce uh, limited edition giveaways or sellers that she had this weekend that I think were exclusive to the event. Managed to pick snag myself up a couple of those uh, as well. think? Showing a little love and support towards our, uh, our friend Paige. We're going to see a Chris Dickerson disc i uh, i mean i for winning this major i i mean he has oh ch- no yeah that was during the one of the nightly podcasts with kelvin where we said that's such an easy money grab for the <laughs> uh, manufacturers and then potentially for the players yeah do it i think so yeah I, i'm I totally mean, you I'm win, totally good with you that. win a major why not yeah so because i know he's got the tour series buzz he had his other buzz so i wonder if it's going to be a, a another now 
Buzz, mm. if we're going to get the whole Buzz collection out of Chris Dickerson, or if they'll pick a different disc, maybe like a Crystal Z Flex Swirly Bottom Stamp Buzz. ESP Zone Sparkle Glow. Mm. Maybe something or other. Yeah, uh, good question. But yeah, yes, I hope it's an XS to see something uh, to com- commemorate both Paige and Chris uh, would be pretty cool with their major wins this weekend. Good call. All right. Undertaker. Yeah, some uh, Dust Esports. Dustin Moray is in the chat. Good to see you, buddy. Certainly a wasp could be used. Yeah, those are all good ones. It would be fun just to. Like some again, if you want to just do a flat out money grab, some disc that just never sells, and and just pop his name on it. I'm trying to think of or bring back. I think it'd be kind of fun to bring back an old disc. Like, hey, here's a cyclone. Here's the X clone. Here's the Chris Dickerson X clone. <laughs> Let me. Would you like a Chris Dickerson Typhoon? The Marauder. Oh. The Deuce. The, the Eclipse. The Eclipse. Uh, got one of, those, one of those. The Tracer. One of my first discs. Yeah, mine too. So, yes. Oh, SS JHR, the Banger GT. Get out of like late 2000s. We're going old school here. <laughs> yeah, so so many good ones. Uh, Tim says, I'd buy a CD Cyclone. Terry, what is the most awkward or uncomfortable situation you have witnessed at a pro tourney? I don't know. Everyone I show up to. Ah. <laughs> <No>, uh, <laughs> Everyone kind of looks at him. Awkward like, or uncomfortable. I don't know if it fits awkward and uncomfortable, but I did just reference a few minutes ago just the the sheer uh, disappointments. Not disappointment was part of the word, but just the overall feeling when when Sarah Holcomb was in that car accident. And obviously, safety and and well being was the number one concern. And then when we found out that she was okay and then was still rushing to try to get to the course for the tee off, which at the time was back when we did shotgun starts and she was rushing to the course. And then it was kind of realized that she was going to be late and then miss those first couple of holes, like just everything. And I'm like, I was texting with her mom, I believe, because her mom hadn't really known the news yet. And it just, all of that, I mean, is heartbreaking and, everything was it more i mean that situation was it very awkward when then because she missed the first two holes yep or three two two two. Two. then they tried to get her to play those holes and it wasn't yeah clearly not kosher with the rules yeah and and there again too Paige was one of the women i believe leading that charge of saying like hey we want her to be able to play these two holes this isn't fair that she's getting penalized you know because she was in a car accident and you know, meanwhile, Sarah was in front of Paige by eight or 10 strokes or whatever it was at the time. And Paige was one of the loudest advocates saying, hey, I want, you know, we were as a group, we all agree in the division. We want her to, you know, all of us here anyway, want her to be able to play those holes uh, and have them count for a score. And that ultimately was not allowed. Um, yeah, it was it was uh, yeah, largely heartbreaking and I I remember I was standing right there in the thick of it watching uh the women and recording one of the rounds or something whatever I was doing and it was it was just absolutely crazy. So, I mean that that's that's one of them for sure that I can think of off the top of my head. Um 
Yeah, and real quick to touch on, sorry, I'm switching gears quickly, but uh, the Skins match is coming up. I know Eagle's going to be part of that. That's mm-hmm. a week from today, so it must be Wednesday the 26th, I think is what I saw. Yep. Uh, Eagle, Brody, Brody Stokely, Stokely, and Ricky, right? Or Ricky Dropout and Double G? No. Who's the other one? Who's the fourth? I feel like I just, oh, uh, Calvin, probably. Is it is it Calvin? I think it's Calvin. Oh, that's right, because Ricky dropped out and Calvin stepped in. I believe that was the case, because I feel like Calvin just told me that. That's the only reason why I know that. You don't so, listen to that guy. He's, <laughs> you, should, you should listen to him more. I should. He's he's very He's a smart. Very he's a, he's a smart wise. Mm, saying you're late to a disc golf tourney, a good way to get a pat down. <laughs> yeah, probably. Depending on the cop. Uh, Jacob said, I am glad Elaine apologized for calling a competing caddy for rules violation, sarcasm, uh, while being hired as a comment as a commentating. You meant commentator, but yes. I think he nailed it. He's that's that's right on the right verbs. Yeah. Calvin, yes, Vinny. All right, guys. I think we're gonna call it. It's been a fun night here for you guys. Well, for you guys. <laughs> it's, it's been, been a fun, fun night for you guys, trust me. <laughs> we're just Take telling our word you, for it. Whether you like it or Don't. not. <laughs> In case you were wondering, it's been a fun night for you. It'll it'll be on the form. It'll be on the uh... <laughs> uh but it has been a fun night for us. We do appreciate the getting some insight and you know whether she wants me to share it or not, I don't, it's too bad now. She sent me a message, Elaine saying even after more reflection and, and talking through this. Um, f- learning how to separate herself is something that's definitely one of the big lessons here to further separate herself uh, with these various tasks and roles has been uh, one of the results of this. And I can appreciate is, that very much so because it can be very tough to do. I have a question. I don't know if I want to ask it now or not. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is a, t- is a TD obligated to, to take? Um, Probably not. To, to, oh, to take action? To take action. So let's, so, God, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole. Say you're TDing an event that's being broadcast. I'm just sitting at home and I see, and, and, and I know something is persistent, like we saw here, not just a, a rules violation, like a foot fault, because you can't use what you have. And I say, hey, so and so is breaking the rules. You see that. Are you now obligated to do anything about it? I wouldn't say so, but I mean, I know there was a big article that somebody posted about rules being called in from various places within professional sports in general. And I know there was a whole, you know, PGA rule and all this other stuff. That's the PGA thing got not reversed, but they changed that again. So I understand that that's an entirely different uh, or a conversation that has been had out there. I mean, if, if I'm hosting an event that's being televised and, and, I don't want to say just some Joe Schmo because that also makes it a little bit subjective. Are we taking, Mm -hmm. you know, I, every text that comes in. Yeah, exactly. Suddenly the TD is getting 50 texts. Yeah. I, I, you know, if we have 22,000 viewers watching the last round of worlds and then the TD gets 1200 text messages saying that something just happened. There goes all my text allotment for the month. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to buy more texts on my plan. (laughs) On my sprint plan. On my AIM plan. Um, Yeah, I, you know, you're again, you're talking about a really slippery slope at that point. (laughs) Yes, Dan, you are welcome for me telling you that you had a good time. I'm going to tell you where it is. That's right. I think they have to enforce the rules. We appreciate it. That's been three ninety nine. We'll come at you next week with four hundred coming to you from uh partially at least from Emporia. We thank you guys for joining Emporia? us. Johnny V. Yeah. Next week? Yeah. Jonesboro? No. 
from Emporia. I will be in Emporia. What are you going to be in Emporia for next week? <laughs> I think <laughs> there's a dynamic disc open taking place. Uh, next Tuesday. Next Tuesday. You'll be there that early? I do a press conference on Wednesday. I suppose. <laughs> hmm. For some reason, I thought there was a week between Jonesboro and DDO. And I'm like, why are you going to be in DDO already? Okay. Yeah, I'm not just hanging out there a week early. You might I mean, be. I don't Emporia know you. knows disc golf, but. All right. So nobody check Johnny V's calendar because he doesn't know what the hell day it is. For Johnny V and myself, that's $3.99. We'll see you next week when you step inside the Smashbox. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 